When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. My name's Cleo Trappa, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. I'm in my bag and it's hefty. That nigga love me. He never left me. I know whatever timing that you want. Bitches be capping too much and they all right, y'all, we have the beautiful Clea Trapper on the porch with us today. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. You I'm look good, girl. You know, look good. I'm, I'm feeling good. Now, when I first saw you on the scene, I could not get enough of you because you were so fucking funny and it was just like real. Like you were saying what we all were thinking. So before we get into all of that, I do want to take it back with you and get to know your background a little bit. Mm -hmm. I did see that you were originally from Staten Island. Mm -hmm. I'm from Staten Island. Girl, tell us about the culture over there. You know, Staten Island is it's kind of like, okay. <laughs> Because when people bring it up, it's like, all right, that's the forgotten borough. You feel what I'm saying? But it's like every other borough in New York. Like, we got the hood. We got the little quiet side and shit like that. You know, the white people over there is racist as fuck. Really? It's Staten Island, girl. Damn. Yeah. So, but I grew up in Park Hill, so it's pretty diverse. There's a lot of Africans, a lot of African-Americans. It's, it's cool. Like, I, I fuck with the area I grew up in. <laughs> you feel me? But yeah, like the whole Staten Island as a whole, though, you just got to be from where it's, it's popping. Now, where is it popping? Um, the hood is popping. <laughs> you feel me? Like, yeah, because we all come together. It's, right. It's, it's popping there. But like outside of all of that, it's a little bit like the, the racism is, is high on Staten Island. I think so. Really? See, I don't fun. know, because I'm from the South, so I honestly did not even know there was racist over in Staten Island. Have you ever had any uh, incidents out there as far as racism? No. <laughs> no, because, and I'm glad. Yeah. And I'm glad, but like, I mean, you run into people that look at you mm -hmm. a certain way and stuff, but ain't nobody gonna say nothing. <laughs> Good, Period. and I'm glad that it's me ain't have to do all of that. Now, um, could you give us a little insight on what it was like for you growing up? Well, my mom's Nigerian, so she was hella strict. Like, you feel me? Very, very strict. Um, so I just, I, I was the type of kid that listened. I listened to everything my mom said, you feel me? Because I just feel like your mom gives you your ones and twos in life. Like, she know what it is, cause she, she been through shit, you feel me? So yeah, like I always been the good daughter. My mom loved me for real. I was a little spoiled girl. I always got everything <laughs> I wanted, you know? Yeah, but she never really like, when it came to certain stuff that I wanted to do, she always had her idea for me already, you feel me? Like, this what you gonna do, this how your life gonna play out. Let's just say it play out how she wanted it to play out. Like, yeah. but it's all good. It worked out for the best. So, like, what was her plans? Like, how did she want you to really navigate through life? Well, my mom wanted me to be a nurse off rip. Like, 
that's something that was just embedded in me. I can't even remember my mom not telling me that I was going to be a nurse. So I went about school and stuff, knowing I was going to be a nurse. When I was in high school, I was in a little nursing program and stuff like that. And then I graduated with my CNA. And she's like, you know, like, you're going to get your RN. You're going to get your RN. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get that. Because there's a bag there. So it's like, I'm going to go where the bag is. But once I got to college, I'm just like, you just, you have those moments in college where you just sitting down, you just like, all right, like, damn, this is it? Like, it's kind of boring. Like, I don't think I want to do this. No cap. I'm like, right. I don't think I want to do this for real. Like, I don't think I want to do this for real. And I always been, like, the center of everything. Like, I was always, like, the, the entertainer. Feel me? Even when I was young, I always told my mom, like, I want to do, I want to do this commercial. Like, I want to do acting and stuff like that. And she'll try to pushed me to be in it and stuff, but as I got older, it was like, this is the reality now. You feel me? Like, but you got to get a secure job, yeah. right? You can't just, who, you, you don't know what's going to happen if you want to, I wanted to do fashion. I wanted to do fashion so bad. So it was like, she was like, you know, I don't think fashion is going to get you the money that you're supposed to, that you're supposed to really be getting, that you could get doing nursing and stuff. So I was like, damn, kill the dream. Killed the, the fashion design dream, but I was like, all right, but I still think I could do the entertainment shit. I, I still think I could do that. So I really was like looking into it a lot as a teenager, mm -hmm. trying to get into acting and stuff. Like I really wanted to do that shit. But it's like, I just picked the route where my mom said that the money was at, guaranteed. So yeah, that's fun. I did all that college shit, but it wasn't for me. <laughs> so did you um, graduate from college too? No. I ain't graduate. I just, I just stopped. <laughs> How did? What did she? What was her reaction when you just like stopped, stopped going she to school? She was on my case. Really? Like every, every September, she's like, so you're going <laughs> not back every to school? September. Like every September. <laughs> like it's not even high school. Like this right. is semesters and stuff. But every, every September, she's like, you going back to school? I'm like, damn, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm just gonna take a break. Stack my money, I, I, but she was still like on my case about that, you know. It took a while for her to back off. <laughs> took a while. Man, so how does she feel about it now? Cause you know, at first they be like, creative, creative what? Like, no, you finna make some real money. So mm -hmm. how is she now? Well, now she, <laughs> now you know it's a lot more different. Like yeah. you know she's seeing the money. So now <laughs> Zip. Everything is quiet. Like I don't, I don't even hear about school no more. You feel me? Like she, the money's there already. She can't even say nothing. You know, you got your co, your coworkers coming up to you like your daughter. Uh, she's just like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's my daughter. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's different now. But yeah, she's she's very happy for me. She's very happy for me. She and she be doing all her praise and stuff for me. She 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 does the most for me. I love her. Now, I love her. Now, going back into you saying how you wanted to really be in fashion, so mm -hmm. um, did you start pursuing like a career in fashion and then you became an influencer or how did that work? No, I didn't. I didn't get into the fashion thing at all because mm -hmm. I can't say my mom didn't, you know, 100% because she, she tried to get me into the high school of fashion industries. And I, I couldn't get in because of my grades. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> my grades, so. <laughs> you ran funny years, so it's like, 
since that had happened, that's when she's just like, all right, so you gonna, you gonna focus up on something else. But I, I totally forgot about the fashion shit. Like, I just left that shit alone. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, getting into you being an influencer, I really just want to know the whole journey of how it even came about to where you even thought, like, ooh, I'm gonna just make this post on Twitter. I'm gonna just do this. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Well, I always talk my shit. Like, I always been the one to pop my shit. So, it didn't start on Instagram. You know, everybody started it on Facebook. Right. I was popping my shit there. And I was getting to a lot of drama, too, you know. And I, I, I would post shit. And that would kind of be, like, where my videos would stem from. They would stem from just regular statuses. And I'm just like, you know what? I got a little bit more to say on that. So that's when I started making <laughs> that's when I started making the videos. Yeah. That's a natural thing. It's just like I'm I hop in front of the camera and like I'm saying what's up, what's on my mind. Right. Shit. Okay, this is so random, but like I just gotta know which friend you are. So you know when your friends are going through the breakups, are you the, you need to leave that nigga alone or are you the kind of just like, girl, it's okay, like, you know, y'all can work things out, blah, blah, blah. How are you? I could be both. It really depends on the situation. <laughs> looking at you like, girl. What? It really depends. <laughs> okay. Okay. You could, it depends on the situation though. It depends on the situation because you never know what that person is going through with that person but if it's really like something terrible then you know i'm gonna tell you just leave that nigga i'm gonna tell you and i'm gonna tell you and i'm gonna tell you and i'm gonna drill it in you <laughs> at what point are you like girl do not keep coming to me about this nigga no more <laughs> after the second time and my friends know no 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 my friends know not to bring that shit to me again. I have, my, I have a friend right now that's, that's currently like not even trying to talk to me because she knows, <laughs> she, knows that she, she knows that she took an ancient nigga back. It's actually mad funny, like girl, why you, you so you just gonna avoid me as a whole because she don't want to talk about that. Right. No cap, and she, she no, I'd be like, what the fuck? But girl, just take the, what the fuck? Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like, <laughs> Girl, she don't want to hear your mouth. She don't want to like, hear me. Because you're not just going to say, you going to say a, a mouthful and then she going to be reconsidering that. You know mm-hmm. exactly how Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now, when did you start to really see that, like, dang, I'm really buzzing throughout social media? Um, I, it took, it, it took a, about six months, because I started making videos in the beginning of 2018. And then, like, someone reposted me at the ending of that year, and that kind of just, it took off from there. Like, I, I remember the exact post <laughs> that it just took off. From there, and it ain't never shut down. Which post was it? Save me a baby father. Oh! I was like, save me a baby father. <laughs> and you started I was like, save me a baby video. father, and that really went crazy. All the girls ate that up. They ate that right on the Do up. you still feel the same way? Save me a baby father? Yeah. No, I got a man now, so. Oh, they, oh. They don't get to save me a baby father. <laughs> 
Now, I do, <laughs> I do want to ask you, um, as a social media influencer, what are some things that go, well, some sacrifices that go on behind the scenes that we wouldn't really know about? I mean, I, I, I can't say that it's like not being able to be in touch with my family and shit as often. I miss living with my mom. But it's like, I had, I, you have to move on up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta elevate. You just have to. Oh, you did move. Yeah. Uh, did you, you recently moved to Atlanta? Mm-hmm, about, it was two summers ago, yeah. How has your experience been out here? <laughs> it's a, it's a <laughs> nah, I, yeah, I fuck with the A though. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie because the main reason why I really love it out here though is how everybody comes together. Right, yeah. Like, everybody says that their home, their, their hometown is like, oh, I don't fuck with my hometown. Like, I don't, bitches be hating. And that, that's what that is. That's what that is. And I don't get those feels in Atlanta. Like, Everybody tries to come together to help everybody. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You feel that black love, like that southern hospitality. Like it's real. <laughs> it's real. No, it is. Okay, do you coming from up north? Do you when you first got here? Did you think it was ever weird when people were so nice to you and like wanted to talk to you? Yeah, that shit is. That shit is actually crazy, like, to, to wake up, go out, and people saying good morning that you don't know. Why are you, what are you talking about? Like, you know me? Like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, do you know me? But it, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's mannerism. Like, it's, you say good morning to somebody. <laughs> and my mom used to bomb me when yeah. I didn't say good morning to her. So it's like, but I'm not used to saying good morning to strangers. Like, the fuck? But yeah, that's that. That's that Southern hospitality, like. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh my God, so now are you a little used to it? Well, of course you've been here for a minute, so you know like everybody just gonna come yeah. up to you and speak. That is and so And when funny. people act off, I'm just like, damn, that's not how we, that act in the A, like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, like, keep the same energy. Yeah. Could you talk about the power of social media when it comes to being an influencer? Your words have a big effect on the people's like, and I see people be slipping up, like just these other people in general that have a platform, sometimes they be slipping up. When I tell you, you have to watch what you say because everybody is, is taking it in and they don't know you. So if they don't know you and they just taking in these words that you saying, it's just like, they just like, like some people think I'm mean. Can you believe that? I'm not gonna lie. Some people think I'm mean. You do when you be giving us lectures, it be cutthroat. Like you don't it really do. know nothing. And if you my friend, yeah. then you know that's Cleo and she's really just she's just spitting game to her followers, like no cat. But I'm not a mean person. Right. At all. I'm very nice. Like I I hate bullies. Like I used to get bullied when I was younger. That shit is not it. I will never bully a bitch. Like, come on. But people people they can't take that that tough love. Right. Tough love. Now, talk to us about the Clea Trapper brands, how you got your name, and everything that it stands for. I wish my name stood for anything more than it just being a swaggy Cleopatra. It's just Cleopatra with some swag, Cleo Trapper. 
You feel me? I really just made it up when I was learning about Cleopatra in school. And I'm like, that's a, that's a cute name. <laughs> and then I just put my little hit to it and it's Cleopatra now. Miss Cleopatra, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, um, when do you think it's appropriate for someone to call themselves an actual influencer? When you influence, <laughs> when you influence the masses, you feel me? Not just the little bitches in your hood, like, yeah, when you influence. Because I know a lot of people say, like, they automatically put the influencer on there when they get a lot of likes and they get a lot of attention. But I feel like as a social media influencer, it's so much more than just that. It is. It definitely is. When you have hundreds of people writing you and telling you how you changed their life and they almost killed themselves. But if it wasn't for your video and what you said, when you start getting loads of that, you know that you've influenced. That's what that is. For real. Now, is it a deeper reason as to why you feel like you were called to do what you do? Maybe it's a deeper reason. Yeah. Because I, I know when I was younger, I wish I had a person like me. Wow. I know that when I was younger, I wish I had a person like me. And I'm so glad that I can be that person for other girls out there that don't have a person like me. I know I was that girl. I wish I had a person like me to tell me all the shit I be telling all the females out there, for real. So when you're younger, who were you able to confide in, just yourself? I had my friends, but I'm not gonna lie. I always been that friend that is just like, you could come to me and, and, and ask me anything that you wanna ask me, you feel me? And I'll give you my straight up advice, but I never had that person for me. So I, I learned from watching what other people went through. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, okay, now you know the deeper meaning is coming, the way you give us advice, although it, you know we be laughing, but you be saying some real shit. Real shit. Especially when it comes to dating. And I remember you made a post where you was like, how girls revolve their whole entire life around men and like girls that are too boy crazy. Mm -hmm. But I do want you to give a perspective on that situation. Well, on that issue. Well, a lot of females be losing themselves to niggas. You feel me? Bitches be at the top of the top of their game, doing what they gotta do. And then a nigga comes along and slows and they don't even know that. A, the nigga comes along and slows down that whole process. Mm, mm, mm. That's how you know you ain't find the right nigga. Mm. That's how you know. That's how you know. And th those be the same ones that make you go crazy. Boy crazy. God mm -hmm. damn it. Can you just, like, can you just preach to us on the porch? Like, anything that's oh been... Anything that has been on your mind heavy that you feel like you just want to get off your chest, like just this is a time where you can just let your shit off. That ass though. No, seriously. It's a lot of shit going on in this world. You know, I don't want to start saying names. I don't want to start saying names. You can't do us like that. Like, what the hell? <laughs> nah, I don't have any tea, though. I don't have any tea. Not even no tea, but just game. Like, the rules of life, just... 
navigating through life, what would you say is like a really good advice with that? To be consistent. Don't ever stop what you're doing. Don't ever think for a second, oh, things is not picking up how they're supposed to be picking up and I should be here already. Do what you gotta do to be there. Stop talking about, oh, you should be there already. You could be there already. Do the necessary steps. Stop thinking that it's one, two, and then 10. What happened to three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine? Yes. Girl, when are you hosting the church services? That's what we want to know. Period. Preaching on the porch. That's what, that's what that is. No, so I also want to ask, you are giving us grammar lessons. Now, what words do you feel? When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Bill have really been having us in a chokehold. She's had a chokehold. There's a lot of words. I mean, I can't give you any off the top right now, but there's a lot of words that we have in people in a chokehold. You're in your, just anything up the apostrophes, you know, just, it'd be the simple things. That's the, that's, that's the crazy part. It'd be the simple things and people be like, how autocorrect is what fucked them up and really it's them. <laughs> really it's them. Really it's them. No, because autocorrect is pretty smart. Like, it's correcting you and you want to say that it corrected you and you, no. Now, when did you feel like, okay, it's time to teach everybody some grammar. Like, when did you reach your breaking point with people <laughs> not being able to use words correctly? Oh, I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you. I, it, it's, it's not... I'm just a funny person, so right. like anybody, anybody, you know, that sees something that's incorrect, they're just like, all right, like I know this person meant so and so, so I just put that together with my already natural funny personality, and boom, grammar lessons. Now, what, <laughs> what, how would you explain your creative process when it comes to making content? Um, it it comes from an everyday thing, like. You know, I watch TV, go out, see stuff. And whenever I just peep anything funny or I can even add a twist to it, like <laughs> I'll just put it in my notes and be like, yeah, I'll talk about that later. <laughs> I love that. And you just put the camera on and record. It's no yeah. rehearsing. It's no rehearsing. Full improv. <laughs> see, that's how you know, like, this is your purpose. Because right? it just comes so easily. It's a natural thing. Right. <laughs> So outside of influencing, you are also a whole ass artist for real. Yeah. So we need to talk about that and just your journey and how it came about for you. Well, I started the music stuff in the beginning of 2018. And it was like the, it was around the same time I started posting videos, but I got in the studio, the <laughs> Cause it's a funny story. Cause the first time I got in the studio, it was because I wanted to make a diss track. Girl, <laughs> won't that do it? Won't that do it? No, it's, 
I wanted to make a diss track. Like, I was going through a lot of stuff at the end of the year, and people was getting me mad. I'm like, yo, like, I'm about to jump in the stool and make a diss track on you bitches, like, for real. And that's that what I did. And I made a song, I called it Letter to My Haters. And I fucking love that song, OD, to this day. Like, that shit, I just be like, yeah. Because I was really, like, and then I, I'm just like, I heard, when I kept hearing it, I'm like, I want to go to the studio and do more of this. Like, this shit is for me, like, for real. Like, but I always wrote music, like, all that shit. Like, I remember my first, my first little rap was, um, it was an Itty Bitty Piggy um, freestyle. Period. And I came <laughs> to school rapping that shit, and everybody was feeding. They like, not. Do you remember a little bit of it? Hell no, I don't remember okay. that shit. That was it, um... In fucking middle school. Not uh, itty bitty piggy in middle but, school. Yeah, I came to school, rapped that shit, and I was just so hyped. Me and my friends, we started watching all the um, Queen of the Ring battles. <laughs> Queen of the Ring is like a, it's like a, a rap battle thing with females. That shit used to be so hard, and we used to battle each other. Oh my God. But I didn't really think I would really like go in the studio one day and really try it. Like I fell in love with that shit for real. Like I'm like, yeah. This is a vibe. And you've been doing it since like 2018. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's been on and off, but yeah, it's, that's, my, that's my thing. It's been my thing since 2018. I love that shit. Being in the studio just, oh, just putting your shit in. Like, yeah, that's my vibe. When do you feel like you make the best music? Well, I can't, I'm not gonna lie. Some people could be drunk as fuck and go in the booth, but I, I need a sober mind. Like a sober mind, and that's it. I just start writing my shit. Who are some musical influences for you? Um, of course, Nikki, number one. You already know. <laughs> that's Miss a, Nikki. a number one thing. I love Nikki, but I listen to a lot of different kind of music. Like, I don't just listen to rap. Like, I listen, to, besides rap and stuff, like Kanye, Drake, um, like female rappers, I love Lakia, she's hard, the City Girls. I love Doja. I, I love, I just, I listen to good music. And yeah, outside of rap, I love Lana Del Rey. <laughs> I love Maroon 5. I love Adam Levine. Um, <laughs> I, I like love the Jay Smokers. Like, I listen to a lot of different sounds, like, mm -hmm. for real. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to you pursuing your music career, what would you say were some sacrifices that you've had to make with it? Um, it's really, it's been hard because I've, I've, I call myself like a, I'm a multi-talented queen, period. Like, I, I want to do everything. And it's just, it, it becoming so, it, it becomes a lot when, you, when you're trying to do yeah. everything. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just a natural at it all. That's what I was gonna ask you. Like I was gonna ask you, but I didn't really know how to word it because I know everybody knows you as like the social media influencer, and it's like you're a whole artist too. So does it ever get frustrating? Like you know, you no, gotta... it doesn't get, it doesn't frustrate me because I know that if I was to put my all into this music shit, it'll take off. That's, mm -hmm. that's what I'm working on this year. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I know when I'm not in my music bag. So I don't even take offense to people not knowing me for my music at all. Like I know what I'm putting out. I know what you're gonna know me from. But when I do drop, that's when I get a whole different scene from that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it, I know, I know it's, it's all up to me. 
the crowd that I attract, what people know me for. It's like, I know what I gotta put out and I know what people are seeing. So it's like, if I'm slowing down on the music, I know that people's not gonna be looking into it that much either. Right. You know what I'm saying? So what would you say for this year are some goals for you as an artist? I'm definitely gonna put out more visuals. I'm definitely gonna put out more music. I'm going more hard, like you feel me? People are definitely gonna see me. You definitely <laughs> gonna see me on the billboards. I mean, I'm winning, but I'm still bored. <laughs> okay? Yes, that. that part. Is we do have to talk about your single, I Don't Trap. <laughs> now, talk to us about that title. <laughs> I Don't Trap, I made it I Don't Trap because people was asking me like, what you do for a living? And I made a video about it too. So I was just like, I don't know. I'ma just call it I don't trap. So you got <laughs> you got my name, Cleo Trapper, but just know I don't trap and there's the song. <laughs> Ooh, so can we expect a project? Yeah. Very soon. Hell yeah. Of course. Ooh. Um, is there any course. girls that you wanna collab not girls, but is there any women that you wanna collaborate with? For my project or mm -hmm. just in general? Just in general. Um I wanna collab I wouldn't I don't know. I don't know who I would want to collab with. I'm fit to collab with any female rapper though. Everybody has their, their flame. Yes, and speaking of collab, although she is an R&B singer, you were in Summer Walker's X for a Reason video. Yes, I Talk was. Talk to us a little bit about that. I wasn't even supposed to be in that video. <laughs> really? That's the crazy part. I wasn't even supposed to be in the video, but I pulled up over there. I was supposed to do like a TikTok with her and JT. But then the director sees me and she's like, oh my God, like she's in the video. Like, and he's like, well, um, her manager, he's like, no. She's like, no, we need to put her in the video. Shout out to Lacey Duke. Thank you. Um, and that was, that was a great idea. I was so hyped. I was so hyped because I didn't even come for that. But I was so hyped that she noticed me and she's just like, put her in and I was in and that was that. It was a vibe. That shit was lit. Wow, I love it. Now, before we wrap up, I do want to ask, um, what advice could you give for any younger black girls who are looking up to you and want to influence just as you are now? You can do anything you put your mind to. Don't let nobody try to limit you. Don't let nobody tell you you're not good enough or you're not the package or whatever. Fuck, fuck what everybody got to say. You can do anything you put your mind to, period. And any shout outs before we wrap up? Um, shout out to my girls that pulled up to the porch with me. Period. Siobhan, Blue. Big Blue. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm in my bag and it's hefty. That nigga love me, he never left me. I know whatever timing that you want. Bitches be capping too much in they songs. I rap about shit that I do, Rod. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.